0: You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you on this fine Friday, Southern California afternoon. It's Open Phone Friday. As we do most Fridays, most Fridays, you can call in about any subject that you want. I, of course, have subjects that we are going to uh, talk about. and But you can call up, change the subject, or add to those subjects so often, like if we did, I think, the whole last hours. We really, I think, went into a good place with it, and we're going to continue with that. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com socal live at kkla.com once again that number is 888-528-2557 you know before the break we usually uh, shift topics and do something else after we come back at the next hour of our program and by the way if you ever miss an hour of our show just go to kkla.com look for socal live and find the podcast you can get the podcast there and subscribe and never miss a show we on Fridays have a lot of uh, flexibility with it. And before the, the break. Mark from El Segundo called us, and Mark has worked on the James Webb telescope. If you're not aware, uh, several months ago, we talked about it on the show, uh, NASA launched the James Webb telescope. It's a replacement for the Hubble telescope, and it is giving us, just started last week giving us images from space, the deepest space images we've ever had, and the clearest images that we've ever had. And Mark from El Segundo has been on hold. Thanks for holding on, uh, Mark, through the break. Are you there with us, Mark? Uh-oh, did we lose Mark? All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll check here again, and uh, maybe we'll try to get Mark back. And uh, he was going to talk to it. Mark is a uh, believer who worked on the James Webb uh, Telescope. Are you with me now, Mark? Mark, trying again. All right, we'll have to uh, see if we can get Mark back. Anyway, he worked on that telescope, and uh, he was going to talk to us about the profound impact that those photos have for people. You know, it really does give you a a, a spiritual sense. It, it forces you, I think, to ask spiritual things. It forces you to um, take a look at that and go, hey, um, there's got to be something to this. And I think sometimes the spiritual things that it forces us to ask are hard, right? I think sometimes those things are um, complicated questions. And let me, ask, let me just tell you something, and we're going to get Mark back, I think, here in just a minute. But the thing is, when we're dealing with these questions, and I always want you to know this on the show, and it's part of Open Phone Friday, it's part of what we want our show to be about. Don't be afraid to ask hard questions, don't be afraid to bring up subjects that maybe you feel like, uh, this is on my mind, but it's, it's just not really talked about. We as believers should not have to go uh, and hide from hard questions. If what we are talking about is true, then we should be able to ask the hard questions. And sometimes the answer is, I don't know. Sometimes the answer is, we just need to stand in awe of it. All right, I think I got Mark back. Mark, are you with me? All right, I don't think I have Mark back. Uh I'm going to put you on hold again and um I got Mark sitting there on the screen here in front of me and uh we'll we'll have to see what's happening here with Mark. And uh, maybe Mark is using a cell phone that is throwing the calls all the way 1.6 million miles away to that telescope. I mean, maybe that was a benefit of working on that project. Uh, Mark, you uh, got free cell phone service, but you didn't ask the good questions about where they put the towers. Always a good question when you're looking for a uh, cell phone package is uh, where are those towers there? Um, all right. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. I'm going to try Mark one more time and then we might just have to come back to him a little bit later. Mark, are you with me? Ah, we lost Mark again. All right. 888-528-2557. That is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 And you can call about any reason. Do you ever, have you looked at those photographs? I'm curious if Is is this interesting to you? What was your impression if you really looked at those pictures? What was it that you saw that maybe brought some questions up in your mind? Maybe you're just in awe about it. Uh, Maybe they were less than you expected. You know, maybe you, you thought something else was going to happen Maybe, uh, you know, I kind of uh, I'm going to ask Mark this if we get him back. But uh, I wondered, I thought maybe we would get a better look at even some planets in our own solar system, things that are closer. And, uh, you know, I was hoping that we would look at one of Jupiter's moons and find a uh, black rectangular object standing up. uh, And uh, but, uh, you know, and it would be full stars. Now I'm just exposing my complete nerdiness to you um, on there. And uh, we're checking into our phone system. And uh, so give us a call, 888-528-2557. Just hold on there if you are with us. I was expecting um, hopefully to see that. I think Mark will tell us a reason why maybe we don't see that exactly. And then I wondered, are we going to get really close-up looks? And I'll ask him this too uh, if we ever get them. Or this is just a question I have. Are we going to see up-close looks at these uh, other planets that we have found that are outside of our solar system? There are so many discoveries all the time, and, you know, there are are certain things that I'll read. I'll go to these, uh, you know, space.com or some of these scientific websites, and I end up reading, like, comments and things that people write, because I I think it is so fascinating to think about how big the universe is. I, I tend to believe that Jesus is coming back soon. Um, but we don't know that. We don't know that it's not going to be thousands of years. You know, we maybe we are on the verge of a a great um, – maybe we're on the verge of a great revival in the world, in our country right now, with all the craziness, with the things that are insane. And maybe we're going to have just this great period of uh, growth and peace, and, and maybe God's plan is to keep us here for a while. Maybe he wants us to build spaceships like um, – like we do in um, Star Trek, and uh, I was going to say Star Wars, but you can't because Star Wars happened a long time ago; it's over. Um, and I, if that's true, then I think the reason is because God wants us to be to to see His glory in His creation. I think that is what we should be seeing when we take a look at the the magnificence of it. All right, I think I got Mark back here on line too. Are you with me, Mark? Yes, can you hear me, Scott? I can hear you. Thank you for oh, holding on. Sorry great. about the technical difficulties there, but uh, I mentioned that maybe your cell phone plan uh, bounces off that satellite 1.6 million miles away, and we couldn't reach it.
2: Yeah, one of, one of my advanced HF satellites was jamming us, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Mark, did you call our show a few months ago? We talked about that this uh, telescope when it was launched. Did you call back then? Yes, I did. Oh, I had a, a
2: really uh, wonderful uh, conversation with you, and and I uh, told you pretty much a uh, little bit about the, uh, the uh, spacecraft and the telescope, and uh, yeah, definitely.
1: Now, Mark, are you yeah, still I, are you still working um, out there for NASA? Or are you retired, or what's your role now?
2: Uh, I, I'm st- I'm still there. I, I'm at the uh, North of Grumman facility on aviation and marine. Okay, a lot of people don't realize that the telescope was there couple of miles away from them and you know it was it was really kind of uh, downplayed uh, I, I don't know why all the uh, you know um, social media and news agencies weren't there covering it but uh, it's it's really uh, these these guys at that facility with north of Grumman and NASA and uh, the DoD they, they did a great job
0: yeah it was just
2: a, a just a great team uh, I had a, a chance to talk to a lot of engineers that are Everybody is pretty much uh, science based there. Right. Um, they approached me actually, and they knew I was a believer, and they said, "Hey, you know, what do you think of this telescope? You know, it's really going to rewrite the history books, and it it's going to, you know, prove, you know, certain things wrong." And and I told them, I said, "Hey, I said, look, you know, let's let's talk about creation." And so I asked them questions and. Of course they were darwinists you know I, I already knew that and uh so we talked a little bit about that you know the, the darwin theory and the, and the uh, uh process of natural selection that they believe in and so i i kind of
3: mm-hmm. kind
2: of uh proved that wrong with them by taking them out to a really old large mountain with different crusts and everything but uh they went away scratching their head so i i had i had some uh uh, you know, I may, I planted some seeds, as, as Greg Laurie would say. I right. planted some spiritual time bombs. And so I, I talked to them about that. I said, look, I said, you know, what? what's the issue? Uh, you know, the, the telescope doesn't offend me at all. It just proves God's magnificence because he created everything, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I brought up different types of animals. I, I talked about the sea turtles and said, hey, look, each one of those sea turtles has a different face. You know, how come the face isn't the same, you know, and they're just a sea turtle, right?
3: Mm.
2: you know, and, and all the animals are different. Every human being has a different eye print, a
3: yeah. different
2: fingerprint how is How is that possible? Uh, you know a child is a child is born a child is made actually, in fact, God says that he knew you before you were even conceived before you were even in your mother's womb. I planned you. And, I mean, how's that possible? And they they really didn't have much to say. Yeah, Mark, and in, so, in,
1: in, uh, in that environment, I think, you know, are we—what uh, was it that they thought was going to um, make it, you know, somehow invalidate our faith? I don't—I'm <laughs> uh, not tracking with that, really. I know that some people say that, and then some other scientists that I've talked to, they're like, well— I don't really deal with origins, I just deal with what I can see. Uh, what seems to me a better answer. Um, what are they expecting to find out that might say that our faith is not right?
2: Yeah, they, they, they think that they can they can prove the age of, of the earth and the age of, of the galaxy uh, compared to what's in our books now, what's in the Bible. Of course, God says that he's eternal Okay. Right. That means it's for it's forever. Yes. So the answer to their question is they're never going to find out.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> the thing that is that the, we don't really know. Right. I mean it's uh yeah it's what we can observe and what we can uh, uh, try to figure out. But that I don't see how that uh, somewhere along the line we have got it. I think in our head that that those kinds of things would contradict scripture when they don't.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Well, they. Um, obviously, you know they, they haven't read the entire Bible. Yeah, and so you have to. I've read the entire Bible several times, and and each time I get something new out of it. And I I, I worked with a an engineer there from uh, Tehran. Uh, he came to the United States in seventy two. Didn't speak a lick of English. He's been working for NASA. Speaks perfect English. Uh, we were talking about uh, Persia. And Cyrus the Great and Esther, mm-hmm. and boy, we started to get a crowd. All, all these people, all of a sudden, started to gather around us. And uh, uh, Alex Nori, uh, uh, Emir Nori, which means prince in, in Persian, he, uh, you know, he's a Christian. Which is, you know, he was in yes. the Shah's army way back when, and uh, during the uh, Iran-Iraq War, and he's a Christian. And so, I mean, his story is fascinating. On its own, you know. Yeah. And so, the, the these engineers that I work with, uh, they were just they were completely dumbfounded, um, you know. And my response to them is, hey, you know, it's not insulting me at all. It's it's proving God's magnificence. Yeah. You know.
1: You know, Mark, I think that sometimes, and I try not to be guilty of this uh, myself, is that we look at these things, and then I, you know, like I said, I read a lot, and I go to space dot com, and I start reading all this stuff. Um, but I'm in no way a scientist, right? I uh, I'm a history major. I know what happened in the past, um, and I think sometimes as believers, we try to when we have a when we have someone in our life who is a scientist who is struggling with the idea of God. I think we try to become scientists rather than something else. What advice would you give somebody who's maybe they have somebody in their life who is? Uh, a scientist, or they, they definitely know what you know about this telescope and what we're seeing in space, where we really, if you're a layperson, you really can't have that conversation on the deeper level. How would you give them encouragement in their relationship with their science scientific friend?
2: Oh, by the way they live their life. You know, Pastor Scott, some people, you know, you can preach to or, or send them encouraging scriptures or messages, but Sometimes that doesn't work for them. they want to see you they want to're you're, you are personally the way you live your life, the only Bible they read mm. a- and so so that, that way you know you, you have to live by example, the way you react to things you know and and it boy, they're watching they watch me
1: it yeah it's such my a language. Yeah, it's such a great answer, Mark. That is the right answer. It's something we always have to remember, is that we don't need to become the other person or even be the one to convince somebody else with with logic, especially if we just can't. We don't have the education or the understanding, but our life, the way we live our life, the way we would glorify God with our life is so impactful with whoever God has placed in our life.
2: Yes, it is, you know, and and it, if, if the believers out there in Radioland think that they're not being watched, they are.
1: Yeah, you're right. They that are. often the only Bible that your the people in your life are reading is you. Um and yeah. that that matters. That matters a lot. Mark, I want to get to my other calls. I just one other thought. When you see those pictures from just your mind and your relationship, um, were they were they tremendously moving for you, or were they just like, well, that's what I expected? Like, what was your response, maybe, when you saw these pictures the first time?
2: It was very surreal for me that I could be, God could put me in that job, that I was six feet away from that telescope for seven years and watched them build everything. And to see the photos, it it passed 351 single-point failures that means there was 351 times it could have failed, mm. and it didn't. And to see those pictures and how the clarity of those pictures, the thing is, as big as a building, it's huge. Yeah. And those mirrors are just, they're, they're incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the, the, the photos were just like, yeah, God's real, you know, it, it, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we have all this stuff, you know, the, the ark on Air, erot We have the, the golden chariot wheels in the Red Sea. The prison that Paul and Silas were in, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the Mount of olives I mean we have least trouble
1: <laughs> <There's, laughs> what other
2: proof do you really need
1: We have you a know? lot of a lot of evidence, well Mark, I appreciate your call, and uh we got your number, and when we got some other questions, uh we'll call you back are you know yeah, are we going be able to emails, look at a so I... yeah, are we gonna be able to look at some other planet and have somebody wave back at us,
2: yeah. Sure. (laughs) We're the only ones.
1: I was expecting, uh, you know, what are we going to see out there? But I I guess it's because it's infrared. Like I was hoping we'd get like, and maybe we will, really up close pictures of, you know, Neptune or something. Uh, They
2: can. They can focus those mirrors. They can. Right now... Right now, they're making adjustments. The spacecraft sends information to my phone, and it shows all the adjustments on the 18 mirrors. Okay. So, yeah. I need. I will need your your email so I can send you all the pictures.
1: Yeah, just uh, so, SoCalLive at com. That comes to me.
2: Great. Thank you. All right, Mark, I really thank... appreciate it. I yeah. look forward to speaking with you again.
1: I'm really glad you called, Mark. Thank you for uh, calling me back after uh, all these months. Appreciate that very much. And uh, thanks for being a listener to Southern California Live. Uh, Let's go to James from Huntington Beach. James, thanks for holding. You've been holding for a while. And uh, you wanted to add to our telescope discussion.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's true. I've worked in the space business my whole career. In fact, I worked for Northrop Crumman where the James Webb was made. I just wanted to add that the L2 position he talked about is called the Lagrange. Lagrange Point 2, and that's an area where the sun's gravity and the Earth's gravity is equal. So such a place you can keep a satellite and you don't have to spend all this fuel trying to maintain the orbit. Oh,
1: so I like
3: see. So like L5 is, is equal between Earth and Moon. But yeah. uh, I work for Northrop Grumman, but down in Australia. But uh, on on a side note, I do write Christian screenplays for something called the 168 Film Festival, where once a year, uh, filmmakers have one week to make a 12-minute film based on a verse of the Bible. Oh, no so, kidding. Uh, yeah, and it's very interesting. you got to Google it and uh, see if you have any Christian screenwriters that would like to try. I started getting into screenwriting after my space career, and I only had two awards until I entered this contest in 2014, and now I've had uh, 56 awards from Christian screenplays.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty but, cool. Uh, Good for you. Hey, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can send me some links to that if you want to at socallive at kkla.com. Uh,
3: I certainly will. Yeah. Thank you. And James, I sent you an email already about the L5. Go ahead.
1: All right, James, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for uh, helping us out uh, in our conversation on this. You are listening to Southern California Live, and uh, we've been talking about the James Webb telescope, the pictures that came back if you uh, missed the first part of this segment, and just the impact that seeing those pictures has on people. And the, the idea that, you know, there's a couple things that you know, the idea that somehow we're going to take a picture in space and it's going to disprove God, um, that is not typically the response people actually have. Usually the response is there must be a God. Uh, And every time we, you know, that it's really hard. I think for if you've got people in your life who are struggling because of science or other things, the first thing that you should do is You know, ask them to actually read the Bible and what it says, because maybe what they've heard about the Bible isn't what it actually says. And the next thing you can do is pray that they just kind of have a permission to believe in God. There's a lot of scholarly pressure today in the scientific community to not believe in God uh, at all. Um, but you're going to find that a lot of your, your scientists, they are just very diligent at making sure that they're doing science, that they are observing what can be observed, that they, they really do scientific method. Uh, they work hard. You know, Some scientists in different fields are are manipulated a lot by advocacy and funding and those kinds of issues, and that's a struggle. We all have struggles in whatever position, whatever job we have, right? That's one that scientists have to deal with. But personally you know don't write somebody off because they might be an atheist because they look through a telescope or they they have went to the university and the university and they got a biology degree and they they just can't get there because there's so much pressure pray that your friend or if you're listening and you're in the scientific community Uh, There's some great tools. I can help you with that. I can point you in some directions if you want to reach out to me, uh, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, to really help you connect with other people in your field, with your same degrees, with your same jobs, who love Jesus, who believe that Jesus rose again from the dead. They believe that he did this physically. They believe that it really happened, that there is a God. And God is spirit. It's something that we can't understand scientifically, but um, there are there are amazing things that we discover that point in that direction. And, and there's a lot of help out there for you. I got to take a break. This is Scott Furrow, Southern California Live. It's open phone Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Give me a call with whatever is on your mind, a comment you'd like to make, a topic you would like to discuss. 888 528 2557. Scott Furrow, I'll be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues.
0: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. It's Open Phone Friday. Anything that's on your mind, you want to join the conversation. You can do that. eight 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 five two eight two five five seven 528 2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And um, yeah, I was looking at a couple of Disney-related stories today. Um, one thing you should know as parents is that uh, Disney now, Disney Plus, do you subscribe to Disney Plus? It's the Disney online streaming service. Um, and if you have a smart TV or something, or you can watch it on your phone, your iPad, you can watch uh, your movies like Netflix, except as Disney movies. Something you should know though, as a parent is that they now have R rated movies on there. All right. So if you, if you have that, if you're planning on keeping it, you need to check out parental controls and it's a, it's, it's frustrating as a parent because Disney used to mean safe. As a parent, Disney was, oh, it's the Disney Channel. You can watch that. Oh, it's Disney. You can go watch that. Don't worry about it, right? That's the thing. uh, Kids want to watch TV. Go ahead. And uh, you can watch Disney+. Plus. Um, There are some movies on there that they even have edited out certain scenes that uh, I wouldn't want my kids to to watch. We were watching a movie and there's like one scene in it. I'm like, I remember that. Uh, I don't want my kids to watch that. So I watched it with them and it wasn't there. I'm like, oh, they took that out. So there was a sense originally... That we want to keep this really for kids, um but Disney's kind of going in uh, in that direction, and uh it's it's money and it is the uh, political agenda you know whenever we talk about sort of the 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 wokeness, I want to be careful about those conversations because. I don't want to throw everybody, you know, who might be, uh, you know, left of center into the same uh, bucket. Or if you're if we're talking about, you know, right wing uh, stuff that people are doing on the far right, you know, that if you're just right of center, that you were part of that bucket. I actually think most people who might be might call themselves a conservative or most people who call themselves a liberal um, are not interested in doing things that harm kids. And we might have a difference of opinion about different things on the different sides of different things. But, you know, I think that we're there. And I think that a lot of the the agendas that are there, the the for lack of a better word, wokeness, wokeness just means that you're kind of awake to uh, the need for deconstructing everything that our society is about. And uh, you're not awake to how to fix it because there's never a solution. Everything's just burned to the ground is ultimately the solution. Uh, that happens on the far right also. Just uh, burn everything down without any sort of uh, idea of how to rebuild it. That's what's one of the scariest things about kind of some of these um, notions today. Well, I was reading another story, um, not just the, uh, you better be aware that there are R-rated movies now on your Disney Plus, um, but I was reading another story about changes in uh, at Disneyland. I'm and, and you know, It's just another thing, right? I'm a, I have been um, an annual pass holder. I'm not now, but I have been in the past and uh, they got kind of outrageously expensive, but they used to be fairly affordable if you lived nearby. And now I just don't know. And, you know, if you're listening and you're like a Disney, you know, you're on the Disney board or you have any influence over there, you need to pay attention that when parents are saying Disney is no longer safe, that is your audience, right? That's your moneymaker. I guess you can become just like Universal or just like anybody else, if that's what you want to do. Um, But I I think that you should be warned uh, about that. It's just one of the things that kills me, isn't there somebody on the um, the board of directors at uh, Disneyland going, hello, this is a bad idea, but uh, I guess not. Anyway, one of the things that they're doing is because of the um, agenda, it's not just one of the things I want to do on our program, too, is try to help us understand, and I'm studying a lot on this, and we'll get some guests about this, too, but to understand what's the thinking behind certain agendas, particularly if we're changing, we're talking about gender and multiple genders in the trans agenda, or we're talking about, um, you know, critical theory, and there's multiple different kinds of critical theory that are behind a lot of this stuff. Fox News is reporting that Cinderella's fairy godmother is. Uh, uh, going Woke too is what they said, cast members at Disney's uh, Bippity Boppity Boutique. You know what the Bippity Boppity Boutique is at Disneyland? You're more likely to know what this is if you have girls, I think. Uh, maybe not. Um, I have two boys, and something I do not have to do at Disneyland is go to the Bippity Boppity Boutique. We do not go in there. We have no desire to go in there. We do not stand in line for three or four hours to say hello to a princess. But if you've got little girls and uh, most of our closer friends have all girls, and uh, that's what we do. We go to Disneyland and you guys get in line. My friends get in line for four hours to meet Cinderella and the rest of us go on rides. But. And that's ex- that's really fun for you, though, if you're a girl. And one of the things you can do is you can go into the uh, Bippity Boppity uh, Bippity Boppity what's it, a Boutique and you can put on the little fairy godmother dress and they'll put it on you. And you can walk around with your your magic wand and you'll see all these cute kids running around in these outfits. Well, um, because we are trying to be uh, woke with all of this, they're going to make a change and uh, they're changing the name of people who work there, the cast members who work there to uh, Fairy Godmother's Apprentices. And the reason is, the reason is an attempt for the theme park to be more gender neutral in there, which to me says that I'm going to walk in there and there's going to be a dude, you know, in a ballerina outfit or a Fairy Godmother outfit or something. Uh, that, you know, that's that's the, the direction we're going and Disney seems to be going there, right? That seems to be what they're doing. Um, and once again, I'll just say, hey, Disney... I don't think that's what you want to do. I'm just I'm just saying and it isn't that we don't want to care for people or or close the park off to people who are are different or dealing with stuff. But we're talking about kids. There are so many things that are that are hurting our kids today and parents, we got to be on top of it. Um The Disney-themed blog Streaming the Magic described the name change by saying, this way, cast members that might not identify as female can still be part of the process to dress up and style the children uh, without having to refer to themselves as a female Disney character. All right. Well, you might think that's the only thing in the news right now. You might think that that's it. That's as far as Disney's going to go with it. But I looked into it. I thought, you know what? We have a crack staff here at Southern California Live. And uh, we have some pretty smart people looking around, and you know what? Turns out that's that's not it. We found a a plan to uh, change all the rides at Disneyland so that they they are more woke, so that they are fitting this uh, far leftist um, um, opinion of of what needs to be going on. Would you like me to share those with you? I, I have them right here. This is a secret document. Only you'll hear this on Southern California Live. This is it. All right, they're going to change the name of rides uh, to be more um, woke. Uh, and it can be simple things. So space mountain, for example, uh, they feel that uh, mountain is not fair to other kinds of land formations. So now it's just going to be called the space roller coaster. That's it. See, they just, they're going to tame it down. They won't offend any mountains. Um, they are changing the name of snow white and the seven dwarves that ride. It's now going to be snow white and the seven happily unemployed coal miners. See, it's going to send a pretty good message about, uh, you know, energy, Um, pirates of the Caribbean, that's changing too. It's going to be pirates of the random body of water. See pirates, pirates are okay because what they do is they break up commerce and shipping and the supply chain. And that's good. It's anti-capitalism, but we don't want to be, have favoritism to one body of water or another. You can be a pirate anywhere. And uh, so that's going to do that. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Do you ever go in great moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland? You know what I'm talking about? It's in main street. It's right in the front and it's this theater. It looks like an opera. It's the opera house is what it's called. But if you go in there, it's great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And you go in there and there's all kinds of Abraham Lincoln stuff. There's a huge diorama of the United States Capitol. It's enormous and it's amazing. And um, you go inside this room and there's this animatronic Abraham Lincoln talking to you. And he stands up and everybody freaks out. It's amazing. And it's uh, this great thing. And I hide in there and my family wonders where I went. And they're finally like, oh, he's in the Lincoln thing. Well, unfortunately... Uh, They're going to change that to uh, great moments from the January 6th hearings. And uh, that's just going to just go in there and just watch those things, I guess, if you want to. And uh, the Capitol display that they have in there on one side is going to be a whole lot of people mobbing the Capitol and lighting it on fire. And the other side is going to be Josh Hawley running out the door uh, into the space, a little animatronic guy running out if you're watching. (laughs) I'm just kidding around, you know, with this kind of stuff. There's going to be, you know, Autopia, you drive the cars, electric Autopia, so no more gas-powered cars. I'm amazed that they have gas-powered cars still, actually. That is, in real life, I'm amazed that's still happening. But they're going to put electric cars in there. Um, Unfortunately, the car is going to run out of energy halfway around, and you have to plug it in, and it's going to cost you $32 to recharge your car and get back into the park. Uh, There will be a bicycle lane option, but uh, the rentals are also $32. Uh, it's a small world after all that's gone. It's going to be, it's a racist, homophobic, misogynistic, fat shaming world. And it's going to teach you about all kinds of stuff. In fact, it turns out they're not going to do that. The plan was the ride was going to take all the dolls and arrange them into various groups and uh, put them into different rooms based upon whatever identity group they belong to and move them uh, to their own private safe space. Uh, but the ride's not going to open because when the intersectionality people got involved, no one could agree on which dolls belonged in what room and which doll was more oppressed than the other. And a fight broke out among the Imagineers, and so they decided just to light the building on fire, and now they use it to replace the fireworks show. Now that's getting kind of academic, I know that, but, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, finally, there's uh, Dr. Fauci's COVID adventure. This is going to replace uh, what used to be the Tower of Terror and now is the uh, Marvel's... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's the elevator ride. You know, the elevators go up and down. Uh, in there. You ever ride that thing? Um, It's a great ride, but you got to be aware. So in this elevator ride, the rides, you know, basically the same, but people are going to get in and have a completely random experience. The elevator is going to go to the top and this is Dr. Fauci's COVID adventure. So the elevator goes all the way to the top and it will suddenly drop, but it'll keep going back up repeatedly. And it's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. And you never know when it's going to end. Just when you think the ride is over back, it goes right up to the top. All you can be certain about this ride is that the COVID uh, adventure is that everybody is going to get into the elevator, but everybody's also going to get the shaft. Okay. All right. There you go. I don't know. Just something I'm thinking about. See, we have a crack staff who, uh, who came up with that. I hope that Disneyland is not listening to that going, you know, that's not a bad idea about the uh, electrical car charge up thing and the, uh, the snow white and the, uh, the, uh, the miners. I'm just joking around. That's what we're doing. We're having fun. Cause it's Friday. It's open line Friday. You can call about anything you'd like, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Your Friday edition of Southern California Live will continue. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. It is Friday Open Phone Friday you can call with anything that's on your mind 888-528-2557 is the number 888-528-2557 I hope that you are having a great afternoon that you're having a good time maybe this weekend you got some plans um I'm hoping to find the beach or something I don't know if we can our 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 puppy uh got fixed yesterday and uh he kept us up all night so I'm I'm well well stocked on the uh the coffee but uh, I think he's he's doing OK. His name is is Winston. And uh, which makes me laugh a little bit. Um, puppy named Winston, you know, like Winston Churchill, you know, and he he chews on cigars. It's weird. Uh, speaking of Winston Churchill, Boris Johnson, who's not Winston Churchill, but he is the former. He just resigned. Um, Prime Minister of England. Uh, he resigned, and as he's stepping down, he gave a speech. I don't know if you ever pay attention to what happens in other governments as they discuss things, but in, in Great Britain um, and uh, in in governments typically that are related to the old uh, British Empire, Canada's the same way in a similar way, you know, those, those people get together in their, what would be Congress, and they fight it out. I wish we did that. I don't want their system. I like our system, but um, – I I like the way that they'll just sort of fight it out and yell at each other. Could you imagine, you know, Biden and uh, Mitch McConnell just going after each other on the floor of the uh, United States Senate? That could be that would be fantastic. You know, ambulances would be standing by. But um, our politicians would have to do that and really defend, you know, their thinking. It's it's uh just something that 's different anyway, if you ever watch that it's it 's fascinating well, the prime ministers often do that by themselves and boris johnson uh he's he 's leaving in disgrace he uh has done some good things over there, but he um lied uh, and covered up some things and they uh they said you 're out the way it works over there is uh you can be out at any time when you 're the prime minister you're you are the prime minister you are the head of your party if you 've got the majority rule or basically you have control of the government. Um and um, different ways that you could come about that, but um and then you can step down and then what happens is in the until there's an election there's no election coming right now your party will select the next prime minister so that's happening in England right now but I his his speech uh going away speech I thought was interesting I'm going to play you a couple of clips here's what it what he said.
0: I want to thank my, want to thank my right honourable friend
1: and- you can hear everybody cheering or booing. And that's what it is. That's, you know, we kind of do that when we have a state of the union, but it's not the same. There's interaction. They'll talk to each other. They'll heckle each other. Sometimes it's in good fun. Sometimes they're mad. And uh, that's what's happening here.
0: few seconds, Mr Speaker, to give some words of advice to, uh, to my successor, whoever he or she uh, may be. Number one, stay close to the Americans. Stick up for the Ukrainians. Stick up for freedom and democracy everywhere. Cut taxes and deregulate wherever you can to make this the greatest place to live and invest, which it is. I love the Treasury, but remember that if we'd always listened to the Treasury, we wouldn't have built the M25 or the Channel Tunnel. Focus Focus on the road ahead. Focus on the road ahead. But always remember to check the rearview mirror and remember, remember a bubble. It's not Twitter that counts. It's the people that sent us here. And yes, sir, the, the, the last few years. Of- I,
1: I think that is a pretty great comment there. It's not Twitter that counts. How often are we trying to do something to please some small group of people that's out there? That's what Twitter is. It is a small group of people. That whole thing going on with uh, Elon Musk and buying it, one of the controversies is how many people are for real on there anyway. But the power of that social media platform is enormous. And I thought that was good advice. Anyway, I like the way that he decided to uh, uh, to quit. He just throws out some different things and then he uh, storms off. This is actually the last thing he said. This is, what he, this is how he ended his speech.
3: Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>
1: He's suddenly he's the Terminator. All of a sudden, it's a whole different world out there. Um, Grateful, though, that he said uh, stick with the Americans, Uh, defend the Ukrainians. That that matters a lot. That war over there, it's not going too well. Uh, Pause today. That's good uh, to try to get some food out. Um, And maybe it's something that's going to help Putin, uh, you know, uh, regroup a little bit. Some people are saying. But in other ways, there is a food shortage that is happening all around Europe because of that. And, um, I think that, uh, that's good. It's good that that food's going to get out. I don't know how much that's going to affect us. Uh, but it might, it might affect us a lot. You're listening to Southern California live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, that's the number. Um, a sad article in here but something just maybe just an encouragement for us uh it's an encouragement for me i'm just going to tell you um the military is reporting that uh american young people are too uh too overweight to join the military that they're they're missing their recruiting goals by 40% because of that um i think uh we we got to deal with that right i mean it it matters i put on the covid-19 i did uh and uh it just kind of stays stays with me Uh, all of this time. I'm working on it. I think we're down to the COVID-14 now, you know, maybe, Um, but it matters a lot. You know, we we talk about what does our personal behavior, does it affect the whole? You know, sometimes we argue if we're arguing about drugs or alcohol, or we're arguing about pornography, or we're arguing about other healthcare related things, um, multiple things, you know, do, are we just affecting ourselves? Is it, is there anything that's true that is just me, um, this affects me and nobody else. And the answer is no, uh, it affects healthcare costs in our country. It affects, um, relationships in our country it, that seen the healthcare costs, it affects taxes. We like to think that we don't have government healthcare, but I think the government pays about 70% of your healthcare already just in various ways and Medicare and Medicaid and all those different, uh, things that go into the cost of healthcare. It's pretty significant and uh, we're all going to get sick we're all going to die we're going to have things happen that we can't control but it is better if we can take care of ourselves it is better if we can do some things to um that aren't just about us see the the decisions that we make in our life they're not just about us and if we think this isn't hurting anybody or this isn't you know uh, impacting anybody everything we do it impacts there are, there are things that impact more and things that impact less, you know, but we are in a, a relationship with each other because we are part of community. That's the way it is. And when we don't think of community, when we think of just ourselves, when we think from the, the standpoint of our rights, from the standpoint of other things that my rights are more important than your rights – or what I can do in my freedom is more important than what you can do in your freedom, and if my freedom is interrupting your freedom, well, that's just too bad. Uh, This is not a biblical attitude. This is not an attitude that builds a country. This is not an attitude that builds a household or any sort of uh, community. We need to keep in mind that what we do matters to everybody else. Um, In the book of Philippians, we have this charge— that says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We've learned today so many different things about why that matters, and it matters because, as our phone call said earlier in this hour, the only Bible that lots of people you know are reading is you. You're it. You're the one that they're looking at, and the greatest thing that we are called to do is to make disciples of Jesus Christ That is the greatest endeavor that mankind has ever been given to do is to make disciples of Jesus. Can I ask you to do this this weekend as you think about that is to think about that and ask yourself, am I making disciples or not? And if I am, am I making disciples of Jesus or am I just making them of me? Uh, And if you aren't sure, here's what you can do. List out the people that God has placed in your life. Normally, there's around eight people, maybe at minimum, maybe between eight and fifteen. One person likes to say Tom Mercer wrote a book you are Eight to fifteen and that's because there's about eight to fifteen people. Maybe you've got a few more people if you're really uh in your if you're really an extrovert, maybe you have less than eight if you are really an introvert, but most people have that many people that you interact with on a regular basis not people that are your friends necessarily. This is not your, these are people you pray for, but it's not your prayer list. Hopefully you're praying for more people than that. These are people that you are in discipleship relationships with. A sociologist would call this group of people your, your oikos. And if you want to be in a discipleship relationship, if you want to be doing discipleship, then pay attention to the people that God's placed in your relational world, the people that you interact with every day the people that you go to school with, the people you go to church with, the people that you live with, the people that you work with. That group of people is there for a reason. I believe that God has strategically put you there, that it's providential. And If you're saying, no, oh, the Lord wouldn't use me. I'm, you know, I'm not. Well, get right with the Lord. You can do that right now. God uses all kinds of people who are not at all right with the Lord, uh, which means he can use you and me in the lives of the people that he's placed in our our world. I don't think God's making mistakes in who he puts in our life. I think that that's plan A for their salvation. And sometimes you just gotta pray for them. Sometimes you gotta love them. Sometimes you gotta buy dinner and take them out and get to know them. Sometimes you need to put up with their stuff because they're not a very nice person. And uh, sometimes you need to apologize to them because you weren't a very nice person. Fine, do that. Make them the priority in your life, because Jesus has asked you to do that. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Do that to the best you can and be encouraged from being with Christ. All right, friends, I hope that you've had a great day today, that uh, we've had a good time on our program today, some fun, and I think some pretty important stuff. And uh, I'm praying for you this weekend. I hope that you have a, a good weekend, and I hope that you're in church. I hope that you go to church, that you worship God, that you focus on the right things. If you're not in a church, if you're not attending in person, you're still attending on TV, you know, I realize that some of you are unable to move, but if some of you are able to get out and do that, make sure you're in a church with other believers Learning the scripture, praying for each other, singing to the Lord. That's part of being a believer. And doing that is to strengthen you because God has placed people in your life. And those people, you can pray for them, you can invest in them, you can love them. Go out and do that this weekend. And you can do that and still have a a really fun time with your friends or family uh, and with the Lord. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We're on every day from 3 to 5 right here on this station. Go to kkla.com for the podcast if you miss an hour of our show. God bless you, and I hope that you have a great weekend.
3: Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>